Let's take our Bibles this morning, turn over to Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. If you would, over the next few weeks, go ahead and get real comfortable with this passage of Scripture. And uh, we're going to be in this passage of these verses, I would say at least the next three Sunday mornings, perhaps four that uh, we're looking at here, Ephesians chapter number 6. And if you found it and you're able to, let's stand together. We're going to begin reading in verse number 18, excuse me, down in verse number 10, and read down through verse number 18. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse number 10, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I'm going to begin a few messages over the next few weeks on this subject matter. I put it in the bulletin for this morning, the subject matter of dressing for battle. Dressing for battle. And this morning, we're going to simply look at just a small portion of this and this subject matter on the opposition and understanding some some principles and some truths as we come down through the Word of God. I did not believe the Lord would have us put it all into one message because there's so much more um, that needs to be brought out over the next few weeks. And so by God's grace, that's where we're heading. So let's have a word of prayer and then we'll get started into it. Our Father, we sure do love you. Lord, thank you so much for the Word of God. Lord, thank you that, Lord, no matter what battles we are facing in life, I'm thankful that you've done your best and provided what's necessary for us to be prepared for them. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us today, help us to look into the Scriptures, and, Lord, may you be exalted and glorified. Have your will and way now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. As we look around this world today, we know that the Bible is true when it makes mention that in the last days there's going to be wars and rumors of wars all over the place. There's never a shortage of conflicts that's taken place between people groups here on this earth. And if you say at some point, well, there's no battles and no wars that are taking place in any countries or between any people then you simply just have to go to some households because it'll be taking place amongst the siblings, okay? And so there is always a conflict that's taking place. 
constant tribe and civil wars across Africa. We've heard about those. And of course, prevalent today, we don't hear as much about it in the news, but the Ukraine conflict that's taken place. And of course, there's people groups of terrorism that continually fight one against another. There's land wars, religious wars, and ideological wars that take place all the time. It's amazing especially nowadays, if you don't think the same way I think, you're automatically my enemy, and I need to do everything I can to destroy you, is what seems to be the prevalent opinion around this world today. It ought not to be. There's wars and rumors and conflicts, but here in Ephesians chapter number six, Paul is not instructing the church on how to go conquer a physical land, or to get involved in a country dispute between us and anybody else. It's, that's not what he's preparing the church for when he starts talking about dressing for battle and wrestling and these words that are being used. He's given instruction for a different type of battle that we're going to begin looking at it. And it's this battle, specifically in chapter 6, that I'd like to look at for the next few weeks, but today we're going to look at who our opposition is. Don't you think it's a smart thing that if you are looking to pick a fight, and I'm not one for picking a fight, but I'm not one to back down from one either. And I'm not one that I would prefer to run and hide, but yet I'm not one that I'm just going to go pick out the biggest guy and slap him upside the face and say, okay, what are you going to do about it, okay? That, that's not how I, I address and, and try to live my life. I, I don't think I would have made it this long. But it's not those type of battles and fights that are being spoken of here in Ephesians chapter number 6. And so as we read down through here, you say, how do you know it's a battle? How do you know it's a fight? You do not put armor on unless you're preparing for something to take place, unless you're preparing to go to battle. I want you to see a few things as we look at the opposition. First of all, I want us to see the seriousness of this battle. Because I believe if there's one place that we fall short as believers, as Christians nowadays, is understanding that there is a spiritual battle that takes place all around us. The seriousness of this battle, this is a spiritual battle that is manifested in the physical. Now, as we think about this battle, understanding this, what the Bible says, that our opposition, our enemy that we are fighting, look what the Bible says here in verse number 12. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, he's describing who our opposition is. And can I remind us, it's not flesh and blood. Now, how many here... Now, you might have to put your thinking caps on for this. You actually fall into that category of being flesh and blood. That's you. 
How many are unsure about that today, okay? Listen, we wrestle not this category that's given of flesh and blood, and everybody under the sound of my voice this morning falls into that category. To the best of my knowledge, there's not one cyborg that's walking around here, okay? To the best of my knowledge. I don't believe they've gotten that far with AI, but it may be coming. Flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So automatically, I can look at the scriptures and and understand this, that when I look at Caleb over here, my battle and my fight is not with him. You know why? He's flesh and blood. And besides, it wouldn't be much of a fight. Okay? Now, we understand this. That's because he'd beat me. How are you taking that? Okay? That's not our battle. You see, we've gotten to the point, especially here in America, we automatically look at everybody else that they are my enemy. Mike, you're my enemy because you have a different haircut than what I have. And we don't see eye to eye on that. So therefore, I have to fight you with everything that I am to be able to make sure that I'm dominant. That's not how we ought to be acting. My fight is not with another human being as I walk down the road. My fight, listen, and I know everybody automatically goes to, you can go to the House of Representatives in Washington or Concord, whichever one. May I say that in reality, our fight is not with another human that's across the aisle from us. You see, we've lost all civility when it comes to even having a discussion today because we think, oh, I am designed to fight everybody I come in contact with. May I say that's just a distraction? Now, understand in the seriousness of this battle, you say, well, pastor, if my fight's not with human beings, who's it with? Look what the Bible says. They are very structured, by the way. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you understand this is not a physical battle that we have, even though it's manifested physically, but there is a spiritual battle that takes place understanding as it's being described here that it's not manifested in just the flesh and blood but we understand the forces that are behind this you say pastor you're, you're you're awfully spooky this morning when you're talking about that i think we need to understand that there is a seriousness you say who does this describe listen it is the devil and all his little cronies that are after everything that we're trying to do today We understand the seriousness of this battle, understanding our opposition when we look into the scriptures that it's not flesh and blood, but it's principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness. Listen, not just in low places, but high places. You say this is conspiracy theory stuff. No, I'm just reading the Bible. 
And listen, there is wickedness that is prevailing across our nation and around our world today. So it was said this way. We have a man, he's sitting here this morning that said this. He worked in D.C. for a couple years. Worked in D.C. He could give you testimony to this. Worked in D.C. And he said this. He said, just when I would enter the city, he said, you could just feel there was wickedness everywhere. Just the, the oppression that is there. You say, Pastor, what are you trying to say? Listen, there's a real devil that is fighting against you, fighting against the work of God, fighting against everything that you stand for and would like nothing better than to destroy you. The seriousness of this battle. But then look at this, look at this. The scope of this battle. Do you understand? And he, he uses this phrase, and I thought, what, what is, the, what is the, the forces of wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places? What are they trying to do? Do you understand the Bible says this in verse number 11? He says to put on the whole armor of God simply at this, that ye may be able to stand. That is simply what the goal is as we're looking at it, and you say, what's the scope of the battle? They are trying to do everything they can do to discourage you, to depress you, and to beat you down. You say, now, who is that? Now, now all of a sudden, you're getting a picture of it. Now, all of a sudden, you're saying, boy, that's a reality. Boy, it just seems like everything around me, if I'm not careful, I look at everything and I get discouraged and I get depressed and I, and I just get feeling down. Hey, mission accomplished if you're not standing. Now, who's he going after? Looking at the context of this passage of Scripture, let's understand who he's going after. Listen, all the way back in chapter number 5, the first relationship that he begins dealing with here is the husband-wife relationship. And he starts in verse number 21 and comes down all the way through to verse 33 of Ephesians chapter number 5 about the husband-wife relationship. But then what's the, what's the first word of chapter number 6? Children. Okay? You've got husband and wife in chapter number five. In chapter number six, you have children, and then you come down further in chapter number six, and it starts in verse number four and says, ye fathers. And then in verse number five, it starts talking about servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. In other words, it deals with the employee and employer relationship. Do you understand every one of these relationships are dealt with right here in the word of God? And then he goes directly from the relationships and goes directly to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand. You say, pastor, what's it saying? I'm saying that there is a spiritual attack to be able to come after your marriage today. Between the husband and wife, there is a spiritual attack, I believe, by the devil to destroy what you have today, a Christ-honoring marriage. There's an attack against you. May I also take it a step further and say that there is an outright attack to be able to come after our children today. 
an outright attack. Do you understand? I just read a statement this week and I could, I could pull it up and go read it and tell you the source. And uh, it was someone who was, who was the, the founder of one of these. And, and listen, don't, don't take this wrong. There's good teachers out there. There's good students that are out there. But in the, in the government school system, one of the founders of one of those organizations said this, said, if we can keep the children occupied from about 7 or 7.30 in the morning all the way through, not just with classes, but after school programs and then homework and sports programs, it will give the parents no more than an hour each day. That's what was said. No more than an hour each day to be able to propagate the Christianity and the morals that they hold to. That was straight from the horse's mouth. And we say, no, there's no attack against our children. Listen, it is right here. And I'm not talking, it's not flesh and blood. Don't walk in tomorrow to that teacher and knock him upside the chin saying, hey, I got a battle with you. No, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but there is a battle that's taking place. And it's not just the husband and wife. But I'll remind us, there is an outright attack and battle going after the minds and the hearts of our children today. You say, well, is it just that? No. Hey, listen, everything is designed right here to be able to get them. The amount of access that young people have today you say, oh, are you saying all of our young people are wicked? No, we all have a sinful nature. And listen, it is targeted. Can we go back? And I'll, I'll just give you this example. What's going on with the fentanyl that's, that's flowing across our nation right now? You say, oh, is that targeted? What are they making it look like? Little tiny pieces of candy, isn't it? Now you say, now why would they do that? Why do you think they would do that? Because there's a targeted audience that they're going after. And I'm coming back to the scriptures, understanding, and in a lot of ways, we need to wake up, get our eyes open, that there is an opposition that is coming after marriages. There is an opposition that is coming after our families and our children. And listen, there's an opposition that's coming after you, even in the workplace, It's every area of your life that the devil is alive and well and desiring to destroy you and your testimony and your marriage and your family. But by the grace of God, listen, I'm saying he's not getting my marriage. He's not getting my family. He's not getting our church. I'm saying we understand what the Word of God says. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You say, but pastor, you never know what's going to be coming in here. Then I'm going to preach Jesus so real that they're not going to be able to hang around. If that desires to be able to come in, listen, you're worth it to me. Your marriage is worth it. Your young people are worth it. Your relationships are worth it. And what gets tiring is understanding, listen, there's relationships that are being destroyed and no one's understanding that there's a greater attack that is taking place, a spiritual attack, not just physical, not just emotional, 
but there is a real spiritual attack that is against you personally, that is against your church. Listen, some of you have have just gotten saved in the past year, just given your heart and life over to the Lord. Listen, We've had some, and, and it's been said there was a lady that was saved several years ago right here at the church, walked in, and I was able to give her the gospel. Miss Crystal led her to the Lord. Boy, she got in. She was being discipled. She was learning. Boy, it seemed from that day, boy, everything went wrong in her life. Is that true, Miss Dale? Boy, it just seemed like everything went wrong in her life. Boy, it was one thing after another. It was relationships. It was financial. It was car problems. It was house problems. It was on and on and on. You say, boy, getting saved, that was about the worst day of my life when all of this started happening. You know what it is? Listen, it's not that you just got bad karma. No. Because when the devil realizes he can't have your soul, because you're eternally saved, you're a child of God, he'll try to go after your testimony. He'll try, to, he'll try to go after discouraging you. Some that are being faithful in church, they're getting plugged in. They're here Sunday school and Sunday morning and starting to stay over for the afternoon service and maybe coming to Patch Club and Bible study and prayer meeting on Thursday night, starting to get plugged in. Hey, listen, I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to strengthen you and say, listen, there is a battle that's going to be coming, but I'll just go ahead and give it to you now. Be of good cheer. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And we have the Lord Jesus Christ to be able to overcome that. Now listen, how do you know if you've won this battle? Hey, according to the Bible here, when you're standing. You say, oh, how, how do I know when I win this? Look what the Bible says here. You say, well, that's not very encouraging. Hold on. What's the Bible say? Verse number 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You come down to verse number 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, what's the last two words? To stand. (laughs) You say, I'm, I'm getting attacked on every side. Pastor, how do I know if I'm living in victory? You're still standing. And I thought, how simple that may come down to it. We take the armor of God, and we're going to look at that over the next few weeks. Don't worry. You say, how can we stand against this? You're going to see the the armor that's here in the scriptures, what God has already given to us to be able to make sure that we're withstanding. That's That's the fighting back. But sometimes, boy, we just get so tired of it, tired in it. How many have ever gotten to the point you just get tired of the fight? Boy, you wake up. You don't, you don't even want the sun to rise tomorrow morning because you know, hey, listen, a new day is going to be a new battle. Someone said this, we, and, and we as pastors always do this. We're always praying and preparing for the next level. Okay, the next level God's taken to us in our church, in our classes, in our properties. And one preacher put it this way. He said, listen, be careful what you pray for. He said, new levels new devils. (laughs) He said, it just seems, he said, you just get going and you just get that victory and you're just taking those steps forward. New levels, new devils. Hey, you just, you just take a beachhead. You just get a foothold and you're just saying, 
I can, I can, I can settle in on this and boy, I can enjoy the conquered land that I've, I've gotten right now. There's always someone coming up that they're going to shoot over the hill at you. And it's always saying, listen, always on the offensive. You say, pastor, how do I know if I'm winning this? You're still standing, still standing, haven't done all to stand. You say, well, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm gaining any ground, but you're not losing any either. It was said this week, and it is Sanctity of Life Month, and I already announced that on the 29th we'll be observing that, and, and the service will be directly um, geared towards Sanctity of Life. It was said this week going into some laws in our state, they said really for this session coming up, it's almost that we're just taking a defensive position because we're trying not to lose the ground that we gained over the past couple years. We don't see any advancement in it. It doesn't seem like the laws would pass or get signed to be able to try to go a little bit further. But he said, take a defensive position to be able to take that and say, we're not going to lose any ground on it. Listen, this is a serious battle that we are in. You say, Pastor, I've never heard this before in my life. I'm just trying to read the Bible to you that there is a spiritual battle. There's a warfare that you cannot see, that it will discourage you. It will depress you. It will try to defeat you. And, and it's better that you know that it is coming and what it is so that we can identify it and say, hey, this is just the attack of the devil against me. Understanding the seriousness of it, understanding the scope of it, that they're against our entire family, the husband, the wife, the children, against you personally, against our church. But that's not where I want to close it today. You say, Pastor, that'd be pretty discouraging, wouldn't it, right there? Can I encourage you with the strength of the battle? The strength of the battle. You say, what do you mean? Well, this is what the Bible says. Go back to verse number 10. That's why I couldn't get past it for this Sunday morning. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of whose might? His might. The power of his might. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Whose armor is it that we'll look at? Verse number 11. Put on the whole armor of God. Verse number 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of of God. Understanding the strength of the battle is not our own strength. Because guess what? My strength fails. I'm not going to ask how many have ever come to the point and just said, you know something, it's just time to throw in the towel. It's time to say, listen, I'm just done fighting the battle. I'm, I'm done. Listen, it's over. I'm not getting them kids out of bed in the morning to go to church. They're so discouraged. They're not behaving. This is, they don't want to go to Sunday school. They don't. Hey, listen, I'm done with the battle. Now, hold on. Our flesh is going to wear down real quick. That's why, and, and maybe that's why I gave it to them and asked them to pray about it for uh, Tom and Julie on the young marrieds class. You know what most young marrieds all have in common? Little children, they're trying to get out of bed and be able to get dressed and be able to get them to church on a Sunday morning. And there's been times, and I'm thankful they weren't doing it in the power of their own might. There's been times they show up and they sit there at the table all by themselves. You know why? It was just one of them mornings. 
Hey, it was one of them mornings at my house, one of them mornings at your house. Hey, who's never had a morning like that? Boy, you get them ready. Boy, the kids are all dressed up nice. They're ready to go. And they decide to run out to the car first. And they come back in. It's not 30 seconds. And they're as muddy as can be from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. And you're ready to get in the car and go to church. Well, we're not making it to Sunday school today. Boy, you drive all the way down. We've heard these testimonies. Drive all the way to the church. And then they start throwing up in the parking lot. Thank you for not putting them in Sunday school thank you for not sitting around the table hey listen our strength is going to wear out it is going to wear thin and we're going to say listen i'm getting weary of the battle i'm getting weary in the battle i'm ready to be able to give up but it is not my strength or my might that i need to continue on in It's none other than be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You say, now, pastor, what exactly does that mean? Where can I be and how can I be strong in the Lord and have his power? I'll give you a couple areas. One is the very book you're holding in your lap today. The word of God. Okay. The Word of God. We're actually going to look at this by the time we get to the end of getting dressed for battle. How many believe it's just good to know who your enemy is before you start fighting? Okay? That's what we're doing. We're looking at the opposition and getting dressed for battle, understanding who we're fighting. But listen, we're going to look at it. It says the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know where I need to draw encouragement from and strength from? I need to go to this Bible. Now, there's a few other areas where I can go. Number one is the word of God. Number two is my brothers and sisters in Christ. You say brothers and sisters, yes. It's not because we're part of a cult. It's because we're part of a family, okay? As we use those terms, understanding others have been through the exact same thing that you're going through. Others have had to face that same portion of the battle that you've had to face. We gathered together on Friday night downstairs for simple steps. And can I say what takes place, especially on a Friday night, is realizing, listen, we're not alone in the battle that's being faced and being able to move forward in our lives. There's others that have gone through it and they've actually gotten victory over it. Let me ask you something. If you were trying to get opinions on how to play a certain sport, would you go out and talk or hire a coach that never won a game in his life? (laughs) I'd probably look at that and say, okay, if I want advice on what not to do, then okay, I'm going to learn that from you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to get to the person that has gone through it over and over and they've gotten victory over it and they've come out the other side. Not that it's going to make it any easier for me, but I might have the strength and the knowledge to be able to go through it. I'm going to find that in the word of God and I'm going to find that with Christians that I'm around. That's where a church family comes in. A church family. I found over and over, especially with some of the storms that went through down south as we would live down in East Tennessee, some of those strong thunderstorms, and every once in a while a tornado would come through there. And uh, I'd understand this, 
that in places where the wind was blowing the hardest and what I would think these little tiny trees would just lay over flat on the ground. You know what they did? Because pine trees were everywhere down south. Big paper mills down in that area. And we're not talking pine trees that are two foot thick like we got up here. We're talking these little 8 and 10 inches that these 50, 60, 70 mile an hour winds are coming through. You'd think, hey, them pine trees are laying down everywhere. Until you start studying and looking at it a little bit and you just realize that this one may be weak by itself, but all it does is lean up against the next one. And that just leans up against the next one. And all of them, the entire thing, will, will bend a little bit, but they'll come right back. All of them together being able to stand. And I thought, Lord, what a blessing our church family is. Do you understand what the prayer time is on Thursdays when we come together, whether it be at the 11 o'clock in the morning or 6.30 at night, being able to get together and pray with a church family, understanding they're going through it too. We get to pray together and be able to draw strength and to be able to stand. That's how we draw the strength in the Lord. It's with the Word of God. It is with the people of God. And of course, it's spending time in prayer. Of course, it's spending time with the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Listen, it is not on our own that we make it through on a daily basis. There's some that try to go through their spiritual life. And this is my admonition. Some try to go through their spiritual life and say, I don't need anybody. And they wonder why they're a casualty and, and uh, why, number one, they don't have a bunch of friends around, let's say buy friends maybe. But they don't have a bunch of people around. They push everybody aside and say, listen, I can do this all on my own. No, we can't. We can't. We understand looking down through the scriptures, listen, do not be the lone ranger when you go out spiritually and you're getting attacked. Would you rather go take on the enemy by yourself? You say, well, it worked for David. See, someone's always going to come up with one of these examples and say, well, he was out there by himself. No, he wasn't. Now, he was in the position no one would stand with him. But he sure had the Lord on his side, didn't he? Now listen, there's going to be times you may not be standing shoulder to shoulder with pastor and being able to confront it. You may not be standing shoulder to shoulder with a good prayer warrior that you have that you can face that together and you're going after it. But boy, isn't it wonderful? You know they're praying for you and you know that at least you got the Lord on your side. Hey, it's the power of his might that we are able to face this battle. Understand and listen, it's serious. There, there is an all-out attack against you and your marriage, your family, your, your children, your person, if they can get you to fall, outright attack. It's serious. They're trying everything they can do. They don't give up. Principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, listen, there is no give up in them but we have the strength for the battle. So I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you. You say, I don't understand anything of what you just said, but I can start to see the picture. Boy, it's starting to get tough. Start identifying. It's a battle. It's a battle. And when you start realizing that, saying, okay, now what do I need to do? 
draw strength from each other. It's the strength of the Lord and the power of His might. Listen, you will be able to win this victory. You will be able to come out the other side. Don't just start off this week defeated. Don't just say there's no sense getting up on a Monday morning. I'm just throwing in the towel. No. You get up. You go forward, you live in victory because we know we have the power of his might living inside of us. And we say, that's what I'm drawing towards. And I want to encourage you, we're going to look at the tools that are in place, that which God has given to us saying, listen, you're in a battle, acknowledge it. Now do what you need to do to be able to win it. Get dressed for battle. You say, pastor, is it that bad out there? Just go listen to the news. Do you understand? And and we're talking spiritual battle now. I don't know what state or what store it was, but do you understand that I, I just saw the video of it being done, that there was a man that was wearing a T-shirt and the T-shirt simply said, King Jesus or Jesus loves you or something like that. And he was refused entry and asked to leave because of the shirt that he was wearing and it had the name of Jesus on it. And when someone saw that video, they said, when I first saw this, I thought it was taking place in a foreign country somewhere. They said, then we realized, you say, oh, that's wickedness. That's the battle. And that's what we have to be dressed for battle, understanding it's not our strength. It is his strength, and it is amazing how much we can stand when it is the power of his might that's propping us up, and I'm so thankful. Now, you may be here this morning, and you say, well, pastor, I feel like I'm in the middle of a battle, but I don't have that help that you're talking about this morning. Well, can I say that the Lord is no respecter of persons, and the power of his might is available to the children of God? And boy, I'm so thankful for that. But if you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, boy, it'd be a wonderful day to realize, hey, you're a sinner and you need Jesus. He paid the price and he's willing to save you for all of eternity and reconcile that relationship back. And then you're on God's side and not the devil's side. And we look at verses like this, and I say, Lord, would you help us to understand who we wrestle against? It is not against each other. No matter, no matter how bad Kevin is, my fight's not with him. It's not. And his fight's not with me. But you know something? There may be something at some point, because I know I'm not perfect. He's going to realize that one day. <laughs> Something's going to do everything they can do to try to drive a wedge right here. And when we realize that there's a bigger battle that's taking place than what we have going on here, we're going to say, oh, let's not yield to that. In the power of the Lord, I can stand. And can I encourage you, if you don't get anything else out of this message, listen, what you're going through right now, you can stand in the power of His might. You can stand. You don't have to back down. You do not have to turn tail and run. You can stand in the power of His might. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world.